If you have ever been curious about Dungeons and Dragons, or the people who play it, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ready Set Roll Insight, where you will learn how to be a better player and what drew people to the game in the first place. Now, join us for Insight with your host, Daniel Wells. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ready, Set, Roll, Insight. I am your host, Daniel. And with me to, with me here today are two ladies from the Crit Like a Girl podcast. How are you two doing? Good. We've got, we've got Steph, who uh, plays Poppy, and yep. with her little owl Pudge. I'm only in like episode six, so Pudge is still alive. And, <laughs> and we have Sarah, who plays Sildewin, yep. a druid. Yeah. So, um, so glad for you both to be here, by the way, on the podcast. It's always nice to meet new guests and to uh, meet new people out there in the podcasting space, especially um, the actual play section of, with tabletopping. Um, so I gotta ask, um, how long have you two been in the game? Like the specific game that we're playing now or just like in general? Let's say in general tabletop experience. Um, let's see. I think we started playing right after my daughter was born. So probably about four years for me. Um, I actually started in college. My first experience was, uh, D&D 4E. Of course, I like, I knew about the game before then but um i had a bunch of friends in the animation department that were like hey we're starting up a game do you want to play and we played like three sessions and then never played again but (laughs) but um i got into a pathfinder game after that with a friend who just like needled me for about a year he was like come on come on you need to play and so uh ended up getting into that game and i've actually been in that game we've been through multiple campaigns for about four years now it's been a continuous game with just people coming in and out it's been great so about four years in between both of you actually each of you starting around four years oh no um i I should explain the pathfinder game has been going for four years but like i first played back in college and that was probably uh yeah that's right show your age six years ago how when did i graduate (laughs) good (laughs) lord um a while ago back in 2012 that's when i first started playing probably okay yeah i started back in 2011 myself and got to experience all the wonders of 4e that it was and pathfinder with all the number crunches and everything um so how long have you two known each other? Actually, that's oh, a... Oh, God. <laughs> even further back. Yes, we've known each we have known each other school. Yep, seventh grade, eighth grade. Yeah, something like that. So, eighth grade. A lot of so years. Long, yeah, like too many, over a decade. <laughs> Maybe somewhere between 15 and 20 years, probably. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, God, we're so old. <laughs> so getting together and starting up this show and everything was this like a group effort between like school friends that you've all been friends forever or what's going on here yeah actually so um we 
most of us have known each other since like middle school, high school. Um, and then one of the players, uh, Emily, is my sister. And I hope she's okay with me saying that because I know she's pretty private about stuff. But yeah, she's my sister. Yeah. Let's see. Emily is the one who plays. Everyone's favorite, Jinx. Jinx, yeah. No, I, I kind of figured. <laughs> I kind of figured as much as uh, of the nickname she gave you early on in the series. No, oh, yeah, she's a butthead. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so... Man, wow. So all all five of you got together. It's like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. What what got the podcast wheels rolling on this? Um, I really kind of think I'm guilty. So I started playing D&D and then I started like getting into podcasts. So I started listening to How Friends Roll. Um, they don't have like any current airings, but they're awesome if you haven't listened to them. Um, so we started listening to that on a trip cause we used to drive like basically cross country for holidays. Mm-hmm. And so we needed something to listen to. And then I was like, man, you know what? We could do this shit. Um, so yeah, I started like ta- thinking about it and then I was like, Hey guys, Hey guys, who wants to make a podcast? Let's do this. And yeah, just kind of went from there. Much con- a lot of convincing happened for getting your sister on there, or did she like? <laughs> so actually, she, so we were talking about it, and I told her about it. And originally, we had a different one of our friends who was going to be on the cast with us, but then she started grad school and uh, was a little busy, and so she was like, "Yeah, I don't think I can do this." And I was talking to my sister about that, and she was she was like, "Uh, I mean, like, if you want, <laughs> I I could do it." <laughs> Come on, twi- so twist my arm a little bit. Right? Yep, <laughs> yep. So she she normally DMs um, in most games she plays. So she was really excited to like be a player. So tell 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 me a little more about your characters, like, and for people listening, like, what have you made and how their character development has went so far for you in the two seasons that you have up? I'll let you go first, Kat. All right. Um, Sildwin is kind of a character that I've, I've played with in, in different aspects um, for a little while. Uh, so this is like a different iteration of her a little bit. Um, but uh, she comes from, she is, uh, let's see, she is a wood elf druid. Um and her her thing is in this game at least has kind of been a little bit of a moral ambiguity where she is a big old hippie um and isn't too pleased with uh quote unquote civilization or humanity or the way that they forest and expand and kind of destroy in their effort to make a home for themselves um so a little bit through the through the development, you get to see her um, kind of struggle with, in some ways, agreeing with the bad guys, which isn't great, <laughs> but uh, it'll be kind of some fun development for her, I think, as we continue to to move through the storyline and um, see where it goes. Uh, that I think she'll form closer bonds with the people around her and uh, maybe learn that humanity and the rest of the world ain't so bad maybe uh could go completely in the opposite direction we'll really have to see where we go from here 
save the world, let it burn. Let's see. Yeah. She's she's right in the middle there. She's not sure which to do at the moment. <laughs> um, so I play Poppy. She is a Earth, I always say this wrong, Genasi. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I made her specifically for this podcast. Um, originally, though, she was a fighter who I just used like a backstory to give her pudge, um, like the backstory of Falconer or something like that. And then stars came to me and they said, hey, I found this homebrew class that is basically what you're doing. Do you want to give it a shot? And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess. So I'm playing the homebrew class of Falconer. I constantly have to look things up because I know nothing about it, Uh, but it's really interesting. I won't spoil other things, but um, she does kind of shift out of that a little bit later down the line uh, for reasons, but um, I, I, I originally ran her as like a fighter and we did kind of like a test campaign just to like kind of get used to our synergy and like getting used to stars DMing for everybody and how everybody played. And um, Alana is a pretty new player to the scene. So we wanted to get her a little bit more comfortable with the game before we started recording. So um, I played her as a fighter for the pregame and then shifted into the Falconer like right when we started. Yeah. So she's, she's very interesting because, um, She's just supposed to be kind of like rough and tough, absolutely an alcoholic in case you haven't picked up on that. No. (laughs) Um, So it's just really interesting. And um, honestly, she has an awful accent because I'm terrible at it, but it's fine. (laughs) She dances a little bit back and forth between like Western and Cockney. I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, yes. I have noticed. Yes. Um, So I started watching Downton Abbey. (laughs) <laughs> and I like watched literally the entire series and we recorded like in the midst of me like watching this and they were like, dude, you're sounding real British. I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, whenever I was first listening, I was like a falconer. What is this? Is it a ranger? I'm like, no, they have second level spells. I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird. I don't have any knowledge of this. I can't, uh, I can't critique it's very interesting. It's basically like being a ranger who's a fighter who has a bird. <laughs> oh, the bird is the word. That's that's all you ever got to think about. Um, well, that you know what? Actually, while you were talking about your character, that brings up an interesting point. Alana, that's her name, right? Yes. You guys made her play the bard. Oh, we did not make her. That was her own okay. decision. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Honestly, if she didn't do it, I was gonna. <laughs> I like bards too, right. but uh, she she did that because she actually wanted to play music. She's uh, a flautist, so she plays oh. the flute a lot. Um, and I believe, I don't know how how far you you said you were about six episodes in. I don't know when she first plays something, but I believe Steph has cut some music of hers uh, that she's played into a couple of the episodes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I think it, if you haven't already heard it, sorry, thundering dog downstairs. Um, if you haven't already heard it, it's it's probably pretty dang close. Um, it's definitely in one of the trials that they go through at the very beginning. So, right, yeah. I, speaking of which, I love your all's um, music quality that you have on it and everything. Um, that and your audio quality on your show. 
it's Thank been a you. real pleasant um, pleasant listen. It was definitely rough at the beginning, but we uh, corrected very quickly. Yeah, because yeah, I I was a little saddened by the lost episode bit. That that kind of yeah, that was one thousand percent my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was even an episode I believe we had to record, re, uh, excuse me, re-record early uh, on. Yes, there was, but nobody knows that <laughs> until now. Oh, sorry. Was I not supposed to say that? Look, no, re-records happen all the time. We had one episode on our show where it was episode five. We had to re-record it four times because we kept losing the audio over and over. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh, I would have, uh, like, just said, fire me, please. <laughs> We lost all of our best jokes. Oh, yeah, that's oh, the no, worst that... part. Yeah. Like, I you remember... such... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because you have such natural moments the first time through, and then the second time you have to, like, try and plan it all out. Like, okay, wait, what did we do? Did we say something funny here? What was, like, good about this part? Yeah, and, and for us it was, like, really funny because, like, we had the beginning, like, what happened before, we had what happened after. We just had this middle bit that we lost. So it's, like, we still have to end up at this point and in this order, and we want to generally do kind of the same things, but all of us suck at taking notes. And, like, we were all, like, well, I kind of remember, like, I noted that we did this thing. So we just kind of try to piece it together. And then sometimes, which I obviously cut out of the show, but sometimes we'll be, like, Oh, and that, wait, no, that was the other timeline. Just kidding. <laughs> a little bit of, for a little bit more explanation. Uh, your party started out at level three in this campaign. Um, Did we? Oh, my gosh. Yes, <laughs> I think we, we did. did. We yeah. did. We did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I was like listening and everything. I'm like, oh, I'm curious. They've got all these abilities and everything. One of them turned into a dire wolf. And I know that's only yeah. something that can be done at level three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we did. We started at level three because that's right. Because we started with like our specializations and stuff. And so um, if I remember correctly, I am a circle of the moon druid. Um, so she gets all of the transformations and uh, some transformation bonuses early on. What made you want to go circle of the moon? Um. A little bit as we were picking through uh, planning and like, hey, who's playing what? and What are we doing? And we ended up with like three, <laughs> three redheaded characters and <laughs> all this stuff. Um, trying to find a little bit of balance among the classes. Um, I was like, I wanted to play a druid, but um, we had a cleric. We had a couple, like a bard and... Um, I think Poppy was like a little more damage oriented. So I went, okay, cool. I'll play something a little more tanky. And I knew that even though they don't necessarily have like, um, like tank skills, but the circle of the moon druid can transform into the animals that have just like that big HP buff essentially. And then just yes. put her face in the way of things and <laughs> take some focus. Gotta, gotta wonder how, uh, how, um, uh, Sildewin feels about getting stabbed constantly by all this refined metal. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> so you do the editing stuff. I do. Of? Yes. Yep. So how did you all decide between each other who would do the editing in this? 
I think I kind of just said I was going to do it um, because I sort of had in my head a very like specific way of the way I wanted the show to be produced and to sound because um, a lot of like actual play podcasts, they include like every little thing and they explain a lot of stuff. And I love that, but that's not what I, I wanted it to feel more like you were reading a story, but it was being told to you. So I cut out a lot of like the mechanical parts of the game. And um, because I wanted it to feel more theatric and I'm a little bit of a control freak sometimes. Um, Excuse you, my husband over here. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm snorting in the background. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this because I, I just, I just, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> right on. Well, like I said, it it's a different experience, definitely, to other podcasts I've listened to, and it it, it shook me a little bit, right? Whenever like the first die roll was had, but it was just the DM explaining it. And the little noise that soundbite you have for rolling dice that you've, I don't know what soundbite you use exactly. I created it. Oh, you created it? (laughs) Yeah. Again, you all are creating your own thing, which is very awesome. But um, yeah, it it shook me a little bit, right? Because I'm a guy who likes to hear the mechanics, but I'm actually enjoying just listening to the story unfold as it goes along. Yeah, and I thought, like, I don't know if people are really interested in that. I could have some audio about it, but nobody seems to, like, miss it too much, so that's nice. And a lot of people have just really said, like, hey, we like the cinematic nature of your show, and that makes all of us feel really good about this, but, like, I don't know. I'm going to go on the limb and say especially me, because I'm like, yes, yes, people like my vision. (laughs) How, as players, has it been doing a podcast it's not actually all that different from just playing the game regularly um i I will say that like i'm a little more conscientious of the things i say i get nervous like (laughs) i'll say something and go oh god that sounded dumb (laughs) stuff like that just like hopefully steph cuts that out maybe like or whatever it is just um but aside from you know just that anxiety of I hate the way my voice sounds or I just said something really cringy. Um, It's, it's mostly just like regularly playing and it's, it's fun. Uh, It's pretty easy to forget stuff like that when I'm just like, I'm hanging out with people that I always hang out with anyway. So we just get together and have a really good time. And I kind of just hope that people enjoy have, or like have as much fun listening to it as we have making it, that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been super great. I really enjoy it too. And it, it, it does mostly like sometimes we have to get a little bit businessy. Like we're probably going to have a meeting the next time we record because we had some questions come up that I think none of us really had answers to. And so we were like, oh, okay, we should, we haven't had like a team meeting for a while. Like maybe we should do that. But um, most of the time we just try to keep it fun because I think that comes across better like if we're not having fun it's going to be obvious so like yeah it's it's mostly just for fun and we enjoy doing it sometimes the editing gets a little tedious and which is actually kind of we were supposed to have a episode out today but I decided we're taking off the week because it's Thanksgiving and um I was just super unproductive this weekend and it's fine (laughs) Uh, with Star as your DM, 
have you found it easy to go along with their uh, story beats, or do you all like to throw in a wrench every once in a while? Say, it's... like, mess up her plans. Oh, they actually plans. do yeah. really well at, at storytelling. Like, I'm really surprised every time they... Like, they pulled up this entire world that I was just like, dang, that's awesome. And then the story and the way it evolves is really, really incredible. Um, it's it's kind of funny. The way I personally played D&D is that I don't necessarily try to throw wrenches into what the DM is doing. Um, but if... They do something that I think I can find a way around it. I will. I will definitely try that. I haven't yet found that with Star, um, but I feel like we're still pretty early on in the campaign, and there's plenty of time <laughs> to, during which to try and screw something up for them. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they're pretty adaptable too. So even when we do happen to unintentionally throw a wrench they find a way to bring us back to where we need to go um it's it's actually been very interesting none of this stuff is really released yet but we are on our way to drake hartha now um in the story and it's completely open so actually so open that I think as a party, we were all kind of having an issue, like deciding what we wanted to do. And so um, they, they provided us with some routes in story because they realized that we were having an issue trying to figure out like, what the heck do we do next? Because there's just such a vast world that they've created. And it's so much a sandbox that like you kind of get lost, but there is still like this overarching story. Now I've actually played with them as a DM before. Uh, they DM'd for me when I first started playing. And so I'm a little bit familiar with the style. And if you don't take care of something in a timely manner that they have like put a timer on in the back, it will go wrong. Like absolutely. So it'll be really interesting to see like how distracted we get from like what our main goal is. But yeah, I think they do really well at adapting when we go off script. So here's another big question for you all. You're coming up on your one year anniversary. What's the plans? Anything oh, special? Gosh. I Are we know. really? Yeah, yeah. we're close. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I don't know if we've like thought really about it. Maybe that's something we should talk about at the meeting. Um, we're Maybe pretty close to 2K on Twitter. I know we're planning a giveaway um, at that point, but I don't think we've really talked much about what we're going to do for our one year. We have played around with the idea of releasing stickers for people if they want to support the show. Uh, we have a design, but we haven't really gotten too far with that. All of us work full time as well so <laughs> sometimes things get pushed aside but I've also been working on a website that I'd really like to get launched but I don't know if that's going to happen at her one year I'm just saying t-shirts that is also something we have played around with but we've been super picky about the design for that and haven't found like the perfect shirt yet <laughs> scene 
all four characters posing while the DM's throwing rocks at them. They all die. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so we are coming up on the end of the podcast, uh, of the interview. It's been a, it's been a quick, almost half an hour. Not going to lie. Um, and as we do in this segment of insight, this is the time where myself and my guest hand out a piece of insight for, um, the people listening to carry on into their own games. Uh, it could be as easy as say, don't take it too seriously. Just have a good time because you're there to have fun. Or, um, I've got others that I'll save them. <laughs> I, I can't run out of insights. Otherwise, the whole show goes kaput. Um, so would you all like me to go first to lay a little groundwork? Or do you have something on mind? Oh, go for it. All you, buddy. Um, so here's a piece of insight. If, you have something that you're good at and you want to introduce it with your character, um, do it. Surprise your DM. Say if you're uh, really good at art and you want to make maps for the DM, go ahead. Your uh, character could be a huge map cartographer or like uh, one of the characters in Crit Like a Girl, make your own music and see if you can add it into the game. It's just all about bringing a little piece of yourself into the character and into the world, it can make yourself that much more engaged in what you're doing. And that is my insight. Which you want to go, Steph? Yeah. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think my insight would be to interact with the NPCs, get to know them. Um, at least in our with our DM, they have created whole personalities for a lot of these. Some of them they make up on the fly when we decide, hey, we're gonna really make this NPC important. But that's part of like, you know, the fun of it. So improv is definitely part of Dungeons and Dragons or really any TTRPG. But yeah, like interact with these NPCs. Like they're placed in the world and getting to know some of the backstories is really interesting and they could be really important later on, especially if you're playing like a long campaign. That was a good piece of insight. <laughs> the first thing, um, when Steph was preparing me for the interview and was like, Hey, this is basically how it's going to go. She's like, uh, that we should have a piece of insight ready. The first thing <laughs> that I honestly thought of was beware the shiny math rocks because they will destroy your bank account. Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but, uh, more seriously, the insight that I have is actually from a recent personal experience recording for Crit Like a Girl. Um, and it's that you shouldn't get bogged down in failure because there will be those days where every role you do is absolutely horrible. You're just going to tank everything. But that doesn't mean that it's not still fun. Um, that was actually probably one of my favorite episodes, just because of the fact that it, I'm sure you guys will come across it later. But um, it, essentially, there is an episode where my character gets horribly stun locked. Oh, <laughs> just no. everybody has to work around her. And I mean, like, it's aggravating, but 
it was fun to record and fun to still play with my friends and joke about, you know, like she gets stun locked and she gets stuck in this awkward position, whatever it was. It just ends up being fun and funny. And even if it's not your best game, even if you're rolling just ones and twos and threes, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, because failing can be so demoralizing, right? It really can be. Was that the one where you kept rolling with your D10? <laughs> no, okay, that was different. <laughs> I was like, I can't roll above a 10, but I did that. Okay, there, there, that's my final insight right there is remember, <laughs> make sure you're using the correct dice. Check your dice. Check your dice. No, you... that was a different episode. No, the stunlock one was... Um, oh, the one that... The it's case. not released... Yeah, it's not released yet. I think we're really close to it, though. Yeah. We have the well, lovely Lauren coming on for that. Oh. I, yeah, I just don't want to say too much about it because it would be spoilers. But it was just yep. like, I just failed every roll. <laughs> it was really bad. But it was not the time that I was rolling with a D10. That was definitely different. Man, talk about loading your dice, but in the wrong way. Huh? In the wrong direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much uh, for giving your insights here. And uh, don't forget, people, rate and uh, vote whose insight was the best. I'm going to give it to the to the Dice Master over there. Uh, from yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as we're heading out, links, all that good stuff to promote your podcast and yourselves. Oh, sure. Um, our show can be found at Crit like a girl pod, but there's no I in girl because there's no I in team. Totally intentional. Definitely not because somebody else had the username. <laughs> and that's really the only place you can find us right now. Uh, more to come soon. Uh, we also have a oh gosh, what is that called? <laughs> Sarah, help my brain. I, what are you trying to say? Twitter, Spotify, Ko-Fi. We have a Ko-Fi. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have a Ko-Fi. Um, we're trying to get some better editing equipment, um, specifically software. We're looking to, into getting Reaper. So if anybody wants to help support us in getting that, that'd be super dope. Um, I think that's really it. We can pretty much be listened to anywhere that you find a podcast. Uh, usually on Twitter, I link to the Spotify, but we're all over the place. Uh, Apple Podcasts, all that jazz. I, and uh, yeah, I, I found going to your anchor actually. <laughs> oh yeah, we that's that's where we uh, host from. So yeah, we have the anchor, and then um, personally, oh, what's my new Twitter handle? I just changed it. I'm going to look real quick. You can go ahead, Sarah. Oh, my, my personal Twitter? Um, I could <laughs> say it, but I don't think anybody's going to know how to get to it. It's spelled really weird. Um, <laughs> it's Cheshire Art, um, but it's like C-H-E-S-C-H-Y-R because I'm edgy and it <laughs> had to be spelled weird. <laughs> so it's uh, at Cheshire Art. Um on Twitter. Yeah, and um my personal Twitter is Wildflower Witch, but flower is abbreviated, so it's F L W R. Oh. 
I don't have anything interesting on there, so really you don't have to go look at it. One username um, super edgy and the other one super sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, mine's just full of mostly crochet projects and me retweeting dice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my last tweet was in like 2017 or something. Like, oh my goodness. I never use it. <laughs> okay, mine was recent at least. <laughs> And as always, you can find those links in the show notes below. And as always, thank you all so much for listening to Ready, Set, Roll Insight. And the people with me today, crit like a girl. So glad for you all to come on. And we will see you all next time on the next Insight. Goodbye.